1: before, right? <laughs> <I really
0: have. laughs> A show and podcast all about screen culture from movies on the big screen to whatever it is that you're streaming. We're broadcasting tonight from the Triple R studios on the stolen lands of the Kulin Nation. This is and always will be Aboriginal land. Big thanks to Blake, who is covering for fee tonight um, for the last three hours of maps. I'm Flick Ford, and tonight is such a mammoth show that we need two hosts. Please join me in welcoming my co host, for tonight, my dear friend and former Plato's Cave slash Primal Screen host, Paul Anthony Nelson. Hey, hello Paul.
1: Hello, <laughs> Flick. Happy to be back. It's, it's, it's one of the two shows a year I come in for now. Ha- Halloween <laughs> and the end of year account.
0: You are our, like, go-to Halloween man. <laughs> um, I, I love that we've had a few guest hosts in this year. It's been... It's been lovely to have like a, a little mix up. This is, of course, our final show for 2023 and what a year it's been. This year we witnessed the biggest shutdown of Hollywood since the 60s and the longest disruption to American film and television pr- production since the pandemic. We are, of course, this is referring a podcast from to RR, the Writers Guild of America strike that in in May was Melbourne, bolstered Australia. in July by RR the co-current strike of, of the Screen and Actors no Guild and the American funding. Federation of Television if you would like to and Radio Artists. better known as SAG-AFTRA. Now, both strikes were resolved later this year, only time will tell on whether working conditions for writers and actors will improve and what the impact of the use of AI is going to have on creative work and the preservation of authorship. It was also the year of Barbenheimer. A little clap. A faux battle between two very contrasting blockbusters that led to armies of pink or black flooding to cinemas to pledge their allegiance or weigh in on what order to watch them. I heard someone saying oppie, which just sounds like it it kind of just... (laughs) <laughs> Brings the worst of both. Anyway. Um, and here on Primal, we had an absolute bumper year spotlighting festivals like MQFF, Europa, Europa, MIF, um the new Overshare Festival and so many more. And we had some very special guests uh, like Ivan Sen, Simon Baker, Kitty Green, Rachel Ward, Rolf Tahir, Fred Skepsi, plus so many more. Wow. Um, lots of long-form discussions with academics, panels about books on films. And not one but two special episodes on Sparks and their love of cinema. Thank you, Cerise. (laughs) Um, And we also heard from emerging filmmakers and critics at the start of their career, which is very exciting. And, of course, lots and lots of lively discussions and debates about film and TV. Now, like any major or minor film, Primal Screen is very much a team effort and I want to give a big, big shout out to the amazing folks both on and off the mic, to Lou Lynn, our producer, uh, to Kelsey Pettifer, our socials wizard, and to Luke Lay and Maya Risky vianti before her. Um, you've all helped out so much. And also to Carl Chapman, Morty Osman, and Rachel O'Connor who've stepped in the, behind the panelling desk and helped us out on so many occasions. And, brace yourself, our wonderful cast of con- contributors. I feel like I'm not going to get through everyone, but let's try. Yeah. Deep breath. Yep. Cerise Howard, Emma Westwood, Will Cox, Thomas Caldwell, Jasper Cohen-Hunter, Nadine Whitney, Clem Bastow, Sylvie Van Wall, Anthony Carew, Tau Fan, Vaishnavi Vajekama, Stephen A. Russell, Stewie Richards, Eloise, Moore and, Eloise Ross, and so many more that I'm sure I'm not even getting to. everyone. Now... In preparation for tonight's show, the entire Primal Screen team have voted on their favourite films and TV shows of the year. Uh, And because we... Can't possibly do this show without you, dear listener. Tonight we're actually opening up our chat line so you can be part of the conversation. So let let us know what your favourite film or TV show of this year has been. Uh, just You can text us on 0466981027. Now, Paul... You are the Excel spreadsheet mastermind behind this all. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's Excel. What are you use? Oh no,
1: uh, it's Google uh, Google Sheets. Okay. It's the way of the future. Uh, okay. Um, I'm the Price Waterhouse Coopers.
0: You really the, are. <laughs> <of the Oscars. laughs> Genuinely are. I was like, I can't do this. So I literally brought a case in
1: <laughs> with the results in it.
0: I did notice that. <laughs> now, I actually have no idea what is going to be on this list. I have put in my votes, but I have not seen any of our contributors' votes. So my shock and surprise, dear listener, is 100% genuine. Um, should we just get straight into it? Or do you want to talk about your method or
1: not No. Any- uh, no like, so, yeah, quick rules up front. Basically, everybody gave me, well, uh, so of all the co-hosts, uh, that you uh, that that you sent to me. Um, we had a couple folks abstain. A couple of people felt they hadn't seen enough shows, but had seen enough movies. So we wound up with uh, sixteen uh, charts for um, for movie movies and fourteen for television. Uh, they all gave me ranked lists. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's a hard won battle. Uh, they all give me ranked lists, which which results in a weighting. So you know, uh, a number one is ten points, and number one is 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 an uh, a. a, a Sorry, number one is 10 points and number 10 is one point. Um and but you know we've prioritized number of votes so the 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 films that are most voted for and then within that point the the amount of points they got to separate them that's the nerdy stuff out of the way (laughs) um
0: people are going to ask questions about this paul it's important that we we detail it it's important we're (laughs) transparent
1: about process uh it's any you know look check any government so the people's champion this year so the person whose vote most of their top 10 was in the primal screen top 10 because essentially this is the primal screen this is the voltron of film lists it's like it's all of the you know you think of all your primal screen co-hosts as the lions from voltron and the, (laughs) the when they click into the big robot to form voltron that's primal screen and so uh the uh the person who's most of their personal top 10 got into the list was kelsey
0: Oh, how, Kelsey is the how? people's champion. Well, she's been she's our socials champion. Mm-hmm. So I feel as though maybe she's she's across it. She's she's listening back to the podcast. She's she's doing the socials. Maybe
1: she <laughs> her just... finger is on the <laughs> yeah. pulse taste wise. Like even wow. the rankings, not so much at the top or at the bottom of the ten, but in between, very similar to to, to how the list shook out. Oh,
0: amazing. Okay, well, who better? Flick, <laughs> you, be so, am I, am I left of field?
1: So seven of her ten made the top ten. Oh, whoa. S- six of yours made the top three.
0: Oh, okay. So you did pretty Close well. Close second. All right. Well, uh, it's kind of host. I'd hope that.
1: <laughs> the person who was least is the amazing Caitlin Collar, who is out. Oh co-host yes. for Halloween. Yes. Only two of her top ten.
0: I love this. I love this, though, because I'm Maybe so aware of this and I love having such different taste on the show. I think yeah. that's something that we've always delighted <laughs> on before when we were Plato's Cave and now when we're Primal Screen, but there's always been this wonderful diversity and this is exactly what I wanted to capture. I don't even know as for the listeners whether this is going to be useful, but mm-hmm. it's also it's a lovely snapshot of like...
1: A year, oh, in, a year in, the, in, the year a year and in cinema yeah. and
0: we're chatting off air about the fact that we both get a bit like emotional when we have these like compilations of everything that's come out this year and I hope yeah, for tonight's show, you can just get a pen and paper out and maybe take some notes. Shall well, we just get straight and into it?
1: See some stuff over summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's I'll say true. Eloise only had two of her top ten in the primal screen top ten as well, Miss Eloise Ross. So,
0: well, Elo's going to be doing our summer show, so you get some more of Elo over the summer. Uh, Elo's um, quirky get- <laughs> taste,
1: apparently. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that's, that's exactly what we wanted to capture.
1: Alright, so, okay, so we'll, we'll I just I
0: need a drum roll. Let's
1: just rip right into yes, it. so we number 10. So, yeah, so just some honourable mentions okay. uh, before we start. So, each list kind of I got a, the patent in me is delighted I got a clear top 10 for, <laughs> for both film and TV and there are a clear five runners up in each category as well. There are a couple of films like Poor Things and The Boy and the Heron mm. which were new that not a lot of people had seen or yeah. were still seeing in, in uh, media screenings that finished very close to that 15th yeah, spot. Yeah, I
0: think we should give them, it's, it's tricky time because I did try to catch both of those yes. uh, at media screenings and didn't have the time. So yeah, there's some that we I don't know, it's just tricky. I'm sure it's they'll come tricky. up in
1: other lists. So Exactly. Yeah. And and the thing is too, um, basically our, our parameters were it had to have had a general release on in either cinemas or streaming or VOD in Australia this year. So festival, films that just played festivals don't count. Films mm-hmm. that had one or two screenings here or there don't count. Yeah. They have to have. So they're all films that you could pretty much catch now. They're all Either still at the cinema or available to rent. So, yeah, so obviously, um, uh, poor things just missed out on the honorable mentions. But, so our honorable mentions from 15th to 11th were Mission Impossible Dead for film. Yeah. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1.
0: Oh, look, I had a great time at that. I Same. think we, we, Will and I, I think, reviewed it. That <laughs> yeah. Week. We had a, yeah, we both were like, this is a lot of fun. Yeah, we
1: mentioned Eloise Ross's number one pick. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Number 14 was a film I personally didn't care for, but a couple of people really did, which was Pearl.
0: Oh, Ty I missed West's that. Pearl. Yeah, I heard very good things about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's on the already a lot of top ten lists.
1: A film that you loved, Godland?
0: Yeah. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Godland is not in the top ten. Not
1: in the top ten. <gasps> that is a travesty.
0: I'm... <laughs> that well, actually... is actually a travesty. Go out and see Godland immediately. It's like... Beautiful.
1: Well, Godland and Pearl finished equal 12th along with All the Beauty and okay. the Bloodshed. Oh,
0: that's also, was that also on my list? I can't remember. That was definitely, it was, maybe it was number 11 on my list. It was not on your list. Okay, it might was have number been number 11.
1: 11. Okay. Yeah.
0: Do yourself a favour. <laughs> go see Godland. Go see All the Beauty and the Bloodshed. Two of the best films I've seen this year.
1: Now the unluckiest film this year, which which was um, which was only voted for on three lists but ranked very highly on all three of them, was Sarah Polly's "Women Talking."
0: Oh my! I just want to, I want to sign off
1: because I know that. Oh, was that's on your top. number one. It was
0: my number one. Paul, this is devastating. It's a horrible start to a top ten. I these are like all my favorite films, and no one else voted for. Them.
1: Well, no, no, the two other people like okay. it ended up very high on Thomas's list, and it ended up in Stewie's top five as oh, well. So you got okay. Thomas. Chewy to commiserate I'm with just going
0: to please, please see all these films. Women Talking just moved me in a way that I was not expecting. Such a powerful study of basically set up. Can I just talk about it for a little yeah, sure. bit? Because I just feel like it it's was my number one It's your favourite film of the year. Yeah. You have the mic.
1: You're the host. Yeah. Look, you it's do it's
0: amazing. It, it's it's such a fascinating premise set up with this cult. And have you seen it, Paul? Yes, I have. Yeah. Yep. Didn't make your top 10, though. I didn't
1: make my top 10, though.
0: No. <laughs> That's okay. I just
1: thought it was really fascinating. I like really the fascin- moments of it more than
0: the yeah. I think that you know what it was. I saw it. I've I've just had a son um, in January. I watched it with a group at a parent session at Thornbury Picture House. Shout out to them for putting this on because some of the films yeah. that we get sent as parents are not great. But they put on a session. Um, sitting there feeding my my baby son and watching these women deliberate of whether to leave this kind of really messed up cult that they were in mm. or and, and, and what age to cut off. Should they bring the boys with them? Should they not? It was such a fascinating study in gender, in, in motherhood and I, I just watched it at the right time and I just think it's a really fascinating film. Um, please go see it. <laughs> Even if it's not a number one
1: hit, um, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's available to rent, um or yeah. buy at the moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that just missed out. <laughs> As for the TV, the honourable mentions. Um, so there were two shows that were, f- uh, were favourites on uh, number one uh, picks that did not get voted for by anyone else. Kelsey's favourite show of the year was season five of Utopia on the oh, Working Dog Team. Great
0: pick. I Utopia a bit. I don't know if this is okay to say on air. It's a bit too close to my work environment.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of
0: people feel that way. <laughs>
1: Probably. Um, I, it's one of those shows. I love I, it, though. I love those, those, guys, those folks, and I really want to dig oh, into that so show. Oh, it's so hilarious. Um, Caitlin Collar's favourite, <laughs> famed contrarian Caitlin Collar's favourite show of the year was uh, What We Do in the Shadows, season five.
0: Oh, another one of my faves. And I didn't think did of that. I the list. This, I, I, that, wasn't I voted for anyone else. Okay, that gets a late vote for me. I love, love, watch so much of that. Really a true joy. Yeah.
1: So, the honorable mentions for TV this year were uh, from 15 to 11. Only Murders in the Building, season three, which was a personal fave of mine.
0: I don't even know that title. Oh, my Paul.
1: God. Are you ser- <laughs> Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez solving murders in a building.
0: Oh, that actually it's sounds really good. What amazing. Was it
1: on? It's on Disney Plus. Okay. All right. Uh, number 14 is Swarm, which is um, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah's Dominique Fishback um, playing an obsessive fan in a Donald Glover produced uh, yes. show.
0: Okay, I'm adding that to my list. I have not seen that.
1: Uh, 13 was Black Mirror Season 6, which I had a mixed reaction on. I, you didn't liked, love
0: it as much as the other ones?
1: I, I, I think it was better than the last season, mm. but not as great as where Black Mirror has been in the past.
0: That's the thing. I Black Mirror has always been at my the top of my list for every – like season one, two. Yeah. It so, started out so strong, and then I just kind of fell off a bit of – I don't know. Have you seen this one? No, I haven't, but I feel like because I've dropped off the last few seasons, I'm just like, I'd have to pick it back up again. I don't know. Yeah.
1: I'd recommend watching – I think this season's better than the last couple. Okay. But All yeah. right. That's encouraging. But, but yeah, it's – Charlie Brooker
0: is, like, oh, one of my, my favourite writers. Oh, he's a genius. And, yeah,
1: wonderful. He's amazing.
0: A bit, uh, too, bit too accurate, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's almost like time is uh, lapping it. <laughs> uh, number 12 is Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, which is the animated version yeah, of Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, we reviewed it on the, the show. Ah, nice.
0: Carew will be – sure, uh, Well, am voted for it, yeah, yes. Yeah, that was it, up the top of his. It
1: was his number five oh, yes. show for the year, as well as Kelsey's uh, number four. And the uh, uh, number 11 uh, was jury Duty.
0: That's mine. So <laughs> well, I can't remember what I placed. You it. placed low. it number
1: four, and four, it was Clem yeah. Basto's number one.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's one of those things that's not amazing, but I think I think most people saw it. Did you see it? I did not see oh, it. Oh, go, go see it's it. It's definitely worth yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. Very awkward. Comedy and, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I won't say any more about
1: it. All right. We reviewed it on the show. <laughs> now, the All official right. top, top tens. Here we go. So we're going to do the first bracket. This is mm. like 10 through 8 of the, um, and I'm going to announce them kind of side by side. So the, mm. the, the show, then the film. So the number 10 spot in terms of television shows, voted for by Wilcox, who was his number one of the year, and Anthony Carew was the series Telemarketers.
0: I don't even know this one. I'm adding it to my list. Tell yeah,
1: I don't know a lot about it either. I have not seen it. it sounds very interesting. It's two telemarketers that start realising that the company they work for are up to some very shady dealings. It was aired, it was an HBO thing. I think it aired on Binge here. Ah. And it's a true crime thing. Yeah, two office workers who stumble upon the truth of their work at a telemarketing centre <laughs> and are determined to expose the industry.
0: I love this because I know, obviously I know a lot of you personally, but uh, I know that Will Cox used to work at a call center there it is (laughs) maybe life imitating art hashtag
1: relatable content
0: (laughs) All right, telemarketers adding it to my list so that's the number 10 show (laughs) yeah
1: the number 10 movie and this was something I was very fond of so this ended up on uh, Vaishnavi's list Thomas's list uh, Stephen A. Russell's mine and yours and that's Goran Stalevsky's Of an oh,
0: Age. What a beautiful film. I love Stalevsky so much. We had him on the show. Uh, uh, yeah. She's love great. Yeah. That was such a perfect opener as well for Miff last year. Yeah. I love the fact that they chose a queer Melbourne based film. So beautifully shot, so sexy, so funny, so heartwarming. I- like, Perfect
1: yeah. Film. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's just—it's a great little hangout movie. Yeah, like just that drive. I mean, I did—I almost like—I—I I, I did like the later bit where they where they zip into the 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 future. Yeah, um, you know, the, just before the millennium. But got the the car ride and that not whole – whole original sequence is just so intoxicating you just almost want to stay there but it's such a beautiful film
0: oh stunning And um, yeah, yeah
1: no, nah, Goran's one of uh, one of the one of Australia's best uh, um, emerging directors
0: and I have to say um I think it was Matt Scope who's like the cinematographer for Goran Deleuze both of his um features mm-hmm. but just like so beautifully shot like so oh, insanely it's yeah it's like stunning to look at and beautiful to see on a big screen um but I'm sure it will find a place somewhere for the DVD. It
1: should. Sea of an Age. <laughs> yeah. Watch Telemarketers. Number 9. Okay. The number 9 show of the year uh, was a particular favourite of mine. It made number 4 on my list, also number 4 on Nadine's list and number 6 on Kelsey's list. And that is my favourite of his works to date, Mike Flanagan's The Fall of the House of Usher.
0: Oh, of course. I've heard so much about this. Okay,
1: um, Yes. So it's essentially, let's take... Uh, the stories of Edgar Allan Poe remix them through modern culture through the lens of the Sackler family. Mm. So, so the Ushers are a pharmaceutical dynasty. Yes. Well, speaking if, of all the beauty in yeah, bloodshed, yeah, I was going to say, if yeah. you
0: watched all the beauty the bloodshed, you're across this.
1: Um, so that was my th- one of my things with all the beauty in bloodshed. I thought I'd find out more about the Sacklers, and it was turned out to be more about mm. the car- life and career of Nan Golden. Yeah, well, I mean, and that was where that I, I kind of got subject. I think I got a bit. I thought it was going to be about mm. the two in parallel I think and it, yeah that's it, an
0: interesting perspective because I feel like I went in thinking it was just going to be about Nan Golding mm, and then I was surprised by the Sackler yeah. connection I, but yeah maybe it's trying to be too, too much
1: I feel like I need to watch it again now that I kind of know what it is I think yeah
0: I'll really yeah it.
1: yeah um but yeah
0: but the, the tv show that does go into that yes
1: <laughs> and it's every all the cast of firing on for all fil- uh, cylinders Bruce Greenwood is a character actor who's been in a million things and you would have seen him in many many things he he gives the performance of his career in this as Roderick Usher. Um it's a it's a show that every episode ends with the death like every episode is basically based on a post-story, like takes a post story and remixes it and ends with the death of a family member. Of wow. a, an Usher family member, as they're all because this curse is kind of yeah, killing them all off. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It's so good. Watch it. Um number, So that was number eight. So that was number nine. Number nine. The TV num- shows. The number nine movie is a film that I've not seen, but it was number two on your list, and I could have guessed that... With no aid at all is uh, Christopher Borgley's "Sick of Myself."
0: Love this film; could not love it more. I, I, you know, I I deliberated over the women talking "Sick of Myself." Which one is number one?
1: It's so on brand for
0: you. I, it is. Look, I, I I own that. Look, it's the most uncomfortable comedy. I sometimes will think back on particular scenes from it and have a little giggle. I think Sally was also a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing some post that she she did for that. It uh, was it on any other? else had it on uh, list. So,
1: Oh yes, so who else had it? It was, it appeared on Anthony Carew's list, it appeared on Nadine's list, it appeared on Stephen Russell's list. Mostly kind of low, uh, it was high on Will's list as well. Yeah, but, it's just It was yeah, just, you were the champion. Yeah,
0: I just I I love the fact that it's so uncomfortable, Um, just really hilarious kind of study I mean we reviewed it on the show so you can go back and listen to my, my full thoughts on it, but <laughs> yeah, just really unco- perfectly uncomfortable looking into this kind of influencer culture and this idea of choosing to get really, really sick as a yeah. way to get more fans, and I, I, just thought that was such a dark <laughs> premise. Uh, of course, I loved it.
1: I'm very keen to see it. Well, well <laughs> done from um, startup distributor um, Static Vision on yeah. getting that out there as That's well. The Did thing. so well for them.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure Barbenheimer is going to come into play in the top ten. But like, it's so interesting when you compare those smaller. Um, films and mm. and their marketing and then these you know behemoths and and the money behind those so yeah sick of myself it's such an easy sell it's wildly weird
1: <laughs> it's beautiful now the number eight show of the year um appeared uh very high on two lists lower and another so it was Stephen A. Russell's number two show, Kelsey Pettifer's number two show and uh, Stewie's number eight. And that was the series Queer Australia.
0: Oh, I, don't, I haven't seen this. I haven't seen it either. Is this on ABC? Or... I'll be honest,
1: I had to look it up uh, is, when is... when it came in. It, I believe it's ABC, but I will... Yes, it is ABC. It's currently on iView.
0: I love also, like, so often when we're talking about films and streaming services, like, there's a cost there, but, like, I do love that the there's so much great content on ABC, iView and SBS On Demand. Yeah. You can just go straight into. Um, great one. So it's St- Queer Australia.
1: Queer Australia. So it's uh, award-winning comedian and professional lesbian Zoe Coombs-Ma <laughs> uh, wipes away the straightwashing and reveals the untold and frankly fascinating queer history of Australia. So it sounds great. Yes. Yeah, and it's a three-part, three, uh, three one-hour Uh, episodes. So that, along with telemarketers, is on my list of things to watch over the summer.
0: And that's number eight?
1: That's number eight. Oh, wow. So now the number eight film, the last film before we go to our first track, Mm. is a film that was voted upon by uh, Thomas Caldwell, by Flick, by Clem Basto, by me, and was (laughs) Kelsey's number one of the year. And it is David Fincher's The Killer.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, The uh, Killer. So, it's a real like slow burn. I okay. It's a great. I didn't love it when I saw it with my dear friend Telford. I we both were like, eh, didn't love it." Then over the week, over the two weeks, even probably now, I'm like, "I'm really just have so much respect for this film and and kind of the, I don't know, just brought something original and fresh to the scene. And we were, we were chatting a bit about the way in which it, it um, kind of presents the assassination business and connects it up with consumerism, particularly to do with like, you know, the way in which he uses Amazon and and he has this like Smith's playlist that goes through the whole of the film. But um, I don't know, it, for me it feels like a, a perfect uh, filmic representation of, like, a Brett Easton Ellis novel.
1: Yes. And, yes. and I
0: love that. Yeah, it did like, have a bit of an American yeah. Psycho vibe. Yeah. yeah. And I was happy to sink back into that. I, like, read through all of Brett Easton Ellis's works when I was, like, in my early, like, late teens, early 20s, and it was actually fun to return to it with a Smith's plate. Like, like the Smiths just, <laughs> I feel like they did it maybe too much. They could have done some oh, other yeah. film, uh, other songs, but... I I just love Michael Fassbender and Fincher. Like that combo, um, really entertaining. And, yeah, I didn't love it, but now I do. Yeah. So, yeah, was- Kelsey... Get, understand why it's your number one.
1: Yeah. My favourite Fincher since The Social Network. I really, really went for it. I like, yeah, I love the uh, that angle of him getting all of his supplies to murder people from the most <laughs> mundane places possible, Amazon and Home Depot. And, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I really, and I like the pace. I like the, the and oh, one of the greatest fight scenes not in a John Wick or Nobody movie.
0: Are you thinking about the Tilda Swinton scene?
1: No, I'm thinking about the scene with the big guy, the beast.
0: Oh, <gasps> yes! That's so good. I mean, just a
1: hand-to-hand. Yeah. I thought Michael Fassbender was not long for this world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: and, and also the fact that you have to specify which one you're seeing, because I feel like there's so many different um, tempos that the fight mm. scenes follow. It's not just... They've, they've thought a lot about choreography, which I love to see in fight scenes where you're just like, oh, you've thought a lot about how is this different from the last one? Mm. How are we going to change this up?
1: And what each combatant has yeah. um, of, uh, different to the other.
0: And surprisingly, I don't feel like a lot of people had the killer on their list. You know, like well, just just generally in talking. Yeah, I haven't yeah, had in it come world. up on a lot of mm. best of lists.
1: Yeah, well, five of us had it. So yeah, we're well, clearly we <laughs> the smartest film podcast slash radio show around. Follow
0: us. <laughs> All right, with well, that, is that? That's That's 10 to 8. That's our first bracket. Okay, our first bracket. Well, we're three films in, three films to go. No, seven films to go in each category. Gosh, it's hard to keep track. You're listening to the very final episode of Primal Screen for 2023 on Triple R.
1: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. Triple R is listener supported radio and receives no direct government funding. If you would like to financially support R by donating or becoming a subscriber, hit up rr.org.au to find out how.
0: You're listening to Primal Screen on Triple R with Paul Anthony Nelson and myself. Flickford. Uh the track you just heard was R E M Strange Currencies. Which features in which film? You'll find out, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny because we're at the uh, we we're, we're counting off the number seven show and movie of mm. Primal Screens number seven and show and movie of 2023. And I was keen-eyed listeners would uh, oh keen-eyed listen, keen-eared <laughs> keen-eared listeners keen <keen-eared. laughs> would know that Strange Currencies plays a major role in our number seven TV show of the year, Ooh. which was uh, Kelsey's number nine. Uh my number two Ooh. and Sylvie Van Wall's number one what and is that is the second season of The Bear.
0: Oh, hang on, that was your number one, right?
1: No, it's my number two.
0: How Whoa. I okay. know I know Paul if well, I, if neck I was and neck pick, Okay if I was going to pick The biggest bear fan I would say Paul Anthony Nelson So I'm surprised What was Well we'll yeah, find out i we'll I'm find sure. out um, Cause
1: yeah the, My number one f- My number one show is coming It's okay. up It's up near the
0: top I, I have to say I wasn't a massive fan of the bear Except for mm. The Christmas episode which Oh Which is like incredible. my It's like Pure cinema. I love it so much. Wait a minute.
1: So you watched the whole season, <laughs> and that was the one you. That was the only <laughs> one you found. Not the forks episode with Richie, which broke my heart and I just okay. made me weep.
0: Okay. Um, okay. Unpopular opinion. I don't like Richie at all. Oh,
1: uh, see that. But you. Okay. If it was season one and you're like, I don't like Richie at the start, and it's like, it's fine. It's, but if you don't like him by now, uh, off, like, where no, is your heart?
0: But I do love the Christmas episode because I was like, oh, that's my family <laughs> on screen. Oh, my God. But I, I highly recommend, even if you don't watch any of the bear, watch the Christmas episode. It's I don't called, think it's called that.
1: It's called Fishers.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so hell. That's... Yeah, yeah, there's some Christmas-themed viewing for you. Watch a, <laughs> And it's got, like, every time, um, it's you don't wanna, we don't want to reveal anything. No. But every time the camera turns a corner, another Emmy winner walks out. That's so it's true. It's crazy. It's loaded. <laughs> or even Oscar winners. So that's so...
0: number seven in our top ten TV shows of 2023. What is the top ten? What's number seven in films?
1: Um, grab my hand and uh, take me to the afterlife oh, because Stewie, Stephen Russell, <laughs> Sylvie Van Wall, Nadine and Whitney and Kelsey Pettifer all voted for talk to me.
0: So I watched this the other night and I was like, I thought this would, might be our number one. I didn't put it on my list because mm-hmm. I'm a scaredy cat, but I really loved this film. <laughs> it was probably like number 11 or 12 on my list.
1: Yeah, wow. See, I thought I, that
0: would be on yours. I'm
1: a bit of a contrarian with this film. Oh. I don't love it. Oh. I've, I think the scare stuff is really good. I think when it tries to be about grief, it falls over. I just don't think yeah. it feels like it's, they're not as comfortable with that stuff mm. and they're more comfortable with the I, – I wish they just let them go full because it's, it's a bit of a bugbear with me. I don't want to get into it because we're running down time, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, too long, don't read. It's that A twenty four effect of every horror film has to be about grief and drama and it's like I feel like every horror film lately seems to apologise for its own existence, and I think this film does is guilty of that to a certain extent. And I just wanted this to be a crazy haunted house movie because when they do that, it's incredible. Mm. It's 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 so visceral and it's so inventive, and the performances are great. Um, shout out to Zoe Tarakas. Mm. Um, but yeah, I wasn't as wild about it as a lot of other people. Anyway, but a lot of people <laughs> did love it and this is about celebration and six folks voted for it and it is our number seven film of the year and it's, it's been incredible. Like, it's A24's biggest hit or something, like the yeah, biggest and horror also, hit.
0: We, I mean, go back and listen to our, our, our episode on Talk To Me because there's a whole backstory that's super interesting to do with the creators of this film. But, yeah, we won't get into it now. Go back. You can listen to all these previous episodes on rr.org.au. Danny,
1: uh, Danny and Michael Philippou of the yeah. Racka Racka. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, the number six uh, show of the year uh, was the favourite on Anthony – it was Anthony Carew's number one of the year, Sylvie's number three and uh, Will's number four, and that is the fourth and final season of Barry. Oh,
0: this has been Bill on my hater. list for a long time. Okay, I've yep. not I'll seen it. I'll just underline it on my list. Yeah, I've been wanting to see this. Okay, yep. yeah. So-
1: Hitman wants to be an actor, um, but goes through many, many things over uh, three, se- four seasons, which most of which I can't speak to because I haven't seen it. <laughs>
0: uh, so a lot of good people have voted for it, so and it's ranked pretty high on our top ten. So
1: and it's incredibly acclaimed, so you should watch it on binge. Um, number is, so the number six show to? of the year, number six? Uh, number six movie of the year. I hope you're all taking notes. Hang on.
0: What was our Num- number six TV show was Barry? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yep.
1: And the number <laughs> six film yes. is, uh, and this one was voted for by Vashnavi, uh by Stephen Russell, Kelsey Pettifer, uh, Eloise Ross, Anthony Carew, and Flick Ford, and that is Tar.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm a late uh, entry because I only just ah. saw it recently. But I had so many people at the start of the year be like, Flick, you need to see this. This is your kind of film. I Absolutely. just, I think her performance alone is so wonderful. And just like such a fascinating study on the kind of teacher creative role. And yeah, look, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. No, not, not number one. And I feel like it made in the US. It was a lot of top... Um, in the top three list last year, because I had an earlier US release, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it. Uh, it's a. It's more of a quieter film than you'd expect.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of films here in the top, like this one and the, the film that's coming up next. Um, they, they were start of the year films, and yeah. I think maybe some people have forgotten a bit yes. about them. Yeah, yeah. Tar was very close to my top ten. Like Tar would have been my number eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, I love the ratcheting tension of the whole thing. I lo- and my favorite Kate Blanchett performance in ages. Oh,
0: she, yes, yeah, remarkable.
1: Uh, so. So, So now we're into the top five. (laughs) So the number five show of the year voted for by Nadine Whitney, Vaishnavi, uh, uh, Sylvie, and Stewie's number one, The Last of Us.
0: Oh, I, I feel like I'm saying this for all of this. I do have a baby, so I don't have time yeah. to watch everything. This is on my list as well. I've heard so many great things about this. I was actually expecting it to be ranked higher, so it's surprising that it, it's mm. kind of
1: just number five. It's interesting. Yeah, a couple of very surprising shows have come in on top mm. of it. But I my problem is I've got a bit of apocalypse fatigue, mm. and I watched one of the first shows I watched this year was Station Eleven, and I was just so, like, frozen out by that yeah. show that I was just like, I don't want to. And we started it. We did watch a couple of them, and or watch the first one, one. And yeah, I did like it, but I I do yeah no we we are going to watch it we are going to go on with it because I just hear everything and nothing but great things. Mm-hmm. So Last of Us number five show of the year. Our number five movie of the year is um, so this is a film that was voted for by Kelsey, by Sylvie, by Stewie. It was Stewie's number two, and it was Vaishnavi, Thomas, and my number one. Ooh. So this is something that uh, I'm kinda like I was I this is what I was doing the points versus votes waiting <laughs> thing because like
0: with yeah. yeah
1: and this is Charlotte Wells's after son.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I I really deliberated over this and I think that it was probably, yeah, I keep saying everything is my number 11, but there was a lot of number 11s. <laughs> this was right on the cusp. I think I had that thing where too many people talked to me about how amazing it was, yeah. that it took away a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah. Paul Mescal is just amazing, obviously, when we can't include, unfortunately, all of us strangers, no. but his performance <laughs> in that is exceptional. He's had such a strong year. Uh, Hopefully
1: it will be on next year's list.
0: Yeah. After Sun though Beautiful Like it, it, These quieter films And like The awards se- award season Brings this up all the time Of what gets like The kind of Oscars bait Yeah This is a film that would be So outside of that Because it's so quiet So Focused on such a small but really significant feeling it's so um,
1: cumulative yeah and that's the thing like no film has destroyed mm. me it's my number one by miles
0: I'm glad that it's got a I'm glad it's got a top 10 I wasn't yeah. sure whether it would make it in oh I'm yeah.
1: glad it's top five because yeah. I think if it was out of the top five it would have been very sad <laughs> it
0: would have walked off
1: um yeah because I just yeah this film's just such yeah the, the cumulative effect of it by the time you get to the end you realize sort of what's kind of happening and, mm. and the gravity of it all hits you I just it was one of those films that you just spontaneously find yourself like bawling. Mm.
0: Um,
1: yeah I uh, love it, love it, love Mescal love Frankie Coiro as his daughter as well she's incredible. Um, and the final uh, f- uh, film and TV show before we go out to our second song, uh, second track the number four TV show of the year uh, was voted on by Anthony Carew, Stephen Russell and was the number one show for Nadine and Eloise is something I'm dying to see, Rachel Vice in Dead Ringers.
0: Oh yes! Yes, I've heard only good things about this. Again, like, one of them. It's yeah. <laughs> so hard to fit in. Like, I feel like you have to make a decision. Am I going to watch this TV series or am I going to watch four films? Yes. And usually when you have to watch three films a week <laughs> as a reviewer, you got to choose the films. films okay, I'm adding that to my list as uh, we as we talk. It's
1: And I'm such a fan of Cronenberg, uh, David Cronenberg's um, 1988 movie that I was kind of resistant to this for a while. Yeah. But, it's, but it's directed by Sean Durkin, who's one of my favourite directors of <laughs> Martha. Martha the Massey, May Marlene, and the Nest. Yeah, which was uh,
0: loved the Nest. Yeah.
1: So Such it's an amazing and the miniseries series Southcliffe. So mm. he's one of my favorite filmmakers. Yeah, so yeah, no, in good to hands. Yeah.
0: So that was number four. That was of the four. TV shows. Yeah. Yep.
1: And the number four movie voted on by Anthony Carew, by Kelsey, by Sylvie, by Stephen, by Vaishnavi, by Flick. Mm. But it was Clem's number one, with Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Oh, it's
0: so good. This is such a surprise one for me. I, I, When we were going to review it, I was like, I don't know if I'm really into this. So wonderful. Did you see the other
1: one? The f- the no. First one? It, oh, wow. I,
0: no, no, I watched the second and then was like, this is so good. And then I went back and watched the first. I love this. I, I was tempted to put it higher. Like, oh, wow. it's one of those things that animation so often just gets overlooked when it comes to awards, but it's just like so beautifully kinetic, really funny, wonderfully specific. Like, there's... Different, um, oh, Kelsey would be much better placed to talk mm-hmm. about this as an animator, but like the way in which they use different um technology that was used, particularly to like say, Oh, this is the 70s punk, mm. or oh, this is this Spider Man, like they actually think about how it's going to look. I don't know, this I could yeah. get really nerdy about this, but I can't go into enough detail. We covered it on the show, love this. Please, please go yeah. see this.
1: Long live Spider Punk,
0: yeah, <laughs> totally.
1: Um, and I will just say quickly, we had a couple of shout outs on the uh text line, one for all yes. beauty. In the bloodshed. Yes.
0: Thank you for people who are messaging in. You can also text in with what your favourite film or TV show of this year has been. Oh four six six nine eight one zero two seven. Yeah, we got a call out, a shout out for all the beauty in the bloodshed. Thank you very much for that. And also shortcomings.
1: Yes. So this is a film that doesn't appear was did not gain a vote in our poll. Uh, is currently available to rent or buy on various platforms. Um, Randall Parks, uh, the actor Randall Parks' directorial debut, shortcomings. So catch that one as well.
0: Have Absolutely. Well, we've got just three more films and TV Mm -hmm. shows to go. So stay tuned for the top three films and TV shows of 2023. You're listening to Primal Screen on Triple R. You're listening to a Triple R podcast. Discover more podcasts from Triple R, exploring science, technology, food, books, social issues, politics, and more. To listen, hit up the Triple R website or your favourite podcast platform. And I'm just flick forward and this is just (laughs) poor Anthony Nelson. Of course we had to play that song. Of course. Um, I'm just Ken Ryan Gosling. Um, You can probably guess what film that's from.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, It's done very well. Let's just say that. Yes,
0: We should give a little uh, shout out to the listeners who have texted and We're really loving reading your texts. Special mention to the person who said best film of the year to EO. We did review it on the show and... I, I did get so moved by this film. I was really torn as to whether to put it in my top ten. I think that with these films that are so left of centre, they just so often don't make the top ten lists, um, but definitely well worth checking out. And, and I will
1: mention Stewie Richards did vote for EO it was his number oh, three. Oh, did he?
0: Interesting, yeah. Number three. Whoa, mm. that's high. Um, and also to another listener, Matthew from Yarraville, who's um, given a shout-out to the top TV series, Deadlock. Um, I've heard really good things about that as well. I've got so many TV shows to catch up on. And, um, and
1: Vaishnavi would agree with you. It was her number three. <laughs>
0: oh, was it? Yeah, but Very she was the only person that voted for it. <laughs> um, so please do continue to um, text in o four six six nine eight one zero two seven Paul... Number three.
1: Here, here we go. <laughs> Primal <laughs> Screens, top three TV shows and films of the year. The number three show, I was very, this was a huge surprise. I was very, very happy to see this finish this high. Five vote people voted for it. It was Stewie's number two, my number five, Nadine's number two, Kelsey's number three, and your number three, Natasha Leon and Ryan Johnson, yes! Poker Face.
0: <laughs> Loved this. Loved this so much. Like
1: what glorious candy yes, this was.
0: It really was.
1: <laughs> it was one of those shows. Like between this and Only Murders in the Building, I had my murder mystery junkie itches scratched all year. But she's so great. And she's amazing. Such a distinctive presence, and and Ryan Johnson's just crafted the perfect vehicle for her.
0: And also just such a rarity to see this kind of character on screen and embodied by this fabulously chaotic woman. I just, yeah, lent so much and, into
1: this. <laughs> and how many times do you just say, bullshit? <laughs> After watching too many episodes.
0: Totally. Uh, So that's number three for the top TV shows of 2023.
1: Number three in terms of films Mm. was uh, Will's number two, uh, Thomas's number two, my number two, Kelsey's number nine, Eloise's number five, and Nadine and Sylvie's number one. Can I guess it? Do it.
0: The Killers of the Flower Moon?
1: Correct. Oh,
0: wow. Okay. Ma- I thought that would place higher.
1: Martin Scorsese's mm. Killers of the Flower Moon is mm. Primal Screen's number three of the year.
0: Okay, disclaimer. I tried to watch it um, before tonight and before getting, obviously, my my votes in, mm. Paul runs a very tight ship, we've got a strict deadline <laughs> and I didn't get to watch it in time That I... I did give you film. until last night You did, you were very good I opened I, it it up. It's, a, it's a long
1: <laughs> film though it is. It is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So I didn't watch it in time to put it on there
1: It's incredible, it's upsetting It's um, beautiful, uh, beautifully performed um, it, It's a meal of a movie mm. and I think, you, you know, I'm still digesting it weeks later but it's um, yeah, no, it's, it's an absolute Absolute must see. And to see a filmmaker as, you know, an 80-year-old person like Mm. Scorsese just still performing at this level and... And um, and make,
0: challenging himself, challenging himself, like, yeah. Not just writing the same story. Like there was a lot of criticism for the Irishman. Like we, I think we had very mm. different opinions on that film. But like a lot of that idea of just stepping outside of your comfort mm. zone, and he totally gives a completely different voice to Lily Gladstone. And, oh, and to she's amazing effect. Yeah,
1: yeah. And it, and there's so like he's he's fascinated with systems and the way mm. societies work, whether that's the mob or whether that's you know the, the world of Age of Innocence mm. and or Kundun, I and should, this is no yeah. different. I
0: actually thought that would be number one, so I'm a little bit shook, yeah. but number two for the top
1: yeah. uh, uh, TV shows? TV shows. Okay, so there were two shows that got six votes, mm. but the points total was very much weighted in <laughs> in, in, in favour of another. So the number two show of the year made Anthony's list at number nine, made Kelsey's list at number ten, and was the number one for Vaishnavi, Stephen, and you and I.
0: Oh, I know exactly what it is. <laughs>
1: The Fall of the Roy Family, Succession Love. Season like, 4. The only show that could beat the bear.
0: Oh, literally the best film since The Wire for me.
1: I'm the oldest boy. <laughs> I'm the oldest boy. Maybe
0: better than The Wire? I don't know. I can't decide. I think
1: it's better. I yeah, think it's better. I mean, it's I'll, I'll... So perfect. <laughs>
0: That should be number one. This is a show that just keeps...
1: We've been robbed! (laughs) Although, you... I don't think you'd be too unhappy with the show that's ended up at number one. okay. But, yeah. But, um, yeah, Succession season four is an absolute masterclass in how to make television. And that show... Like, I love a show that just goes out as strong as it... Mm. Even stronger than it entered. And, uh, oh, I could just go on. But Succession, if you've not watched Succession, you think, oh, it's about unlikable characters. Just watch it. Yeah.
0: We're all unlikable. It's
1: incredible. Exactly. (laughs) So that's number two
0: of the top TV shows of 2023. What is number two in the films? I
1: I do kind of, I do kind of love Roman Roy. I do have a soft spot. Um, (laughs) He's
0: my favourite. Rome is my favourite too.
1: (laughs) Um, Okay, so, so there's two titles as you mentioned in the intro that had a Mm. huge that strode this year like colossuses in terms Mm. of films. So much so their names were slammed together.
0: Oh my god! One.
1: (laughs) Destroyed the other.
0: I'm hoping it's got a stiletto heel.
1: Well, (laughs) the song might have been a clue. (laughs) With eight votes, the number two film of the year is Barbie. Yeah, By Greta Gerwig. Greta Gerwig's Barbie.
0: (laughs) So, curiously enough, I've been keeping track of top ten lists because it's just like what I'm obsessed with. Um, In most top ten lists for both US and UK audiences, Oppenheimer... Has topped Barbie. Wow. Yeah. So not here at Primal Screen.
1: Not here at Primal Screen because this got eight votes. Um, Anthony, Caitlin, Clem, Flick, you.
0: Yeah, but mine was lower down the list. You were number –
1: yeah, you were number five. Mm. Um, So it was, yeah, Anthony's number five, you're number five, Caitlin's number seven, Clem's number three, Sylvie's number eight, Stewie's number eight, uh, Vaishnavi's (laughs) number four and Will's (laughs) number five. But Oppenheimer only got one solitary vote. It was uh it was Caitlin's number six.
0: Oh yeah. I was Caitlin's not a the... fan of Oppie.
1: Neither was I.
0: Mm. Kate
1: was the only person Small who voted town. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I yeah. <laughs> but Barbie killed it. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, so that's our number two film of twenty twenty three. Should we do a little drum roll? We should. <laughs> yes, that's me just hitting <laughs> some paper. Um, number one TV show of 2023. What is it, Paul?
1: With six votes, uh, 50 points, topping the top poll quite handily. Uh, this was, this was, so, okay, this finished the second on four of the six people that voted for it. So it was uh, it was num- Sylvie's number five. Stewie's number three and Anthony Vaishnavi and your number two, Stephen Ewan and Ali Wong in Beef. Yes. It's a show I've not seen.
0: <laughs> oh, like pure joy but also so, like, hectic AF. It's, um yeah, highly, highly recommend it. We covered it on the show. I, I, I like, binge watched it, properly binge watched it. Like, I think I saw it all in, like, a night or two. <laughs> um, highly recommend. Highly recommend.
1: <laughs> so there's a bit of a theme with the number mm. one film uh, and oh. the number one show here. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because... As as anyone that's seen Beef uh, may or may not know, so it's it's produced by A24. Mm. It's Asian American led. Yeah, as is the number one film of primal screen.
0: Surely not polite society?
1: Destroying. Ten votes. So two more votes in the nearest film. So the closest on points was 55. This got 78. It was Anthony's number four, Clem's number two, Nadine's number two, Kelsey's number five, Sylvie's number four... Uh, Thomas is number 10, Vaishnavi is number 2 and the number 1 film of the year for Will, Stewie and Stephen. It's a film I've not seen.
0: Is it Polite Society?
1: It's Celine Song's Past (gasps) Lives. Of
0: course, of course. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I this was not on my list, but this is a film that I saw on so many top 10 lists mm. and in the number 1 placing. Of course, it's Past Lives. Um so many beautiful reactions to this film. My only justification for not having it on my list is that I feel like I saw it in that kind of myth bubble where you see mm. so many films, especially like festival films, and you get tired out by watching them and then you're like, was this more powerful than this other one? Yeah. But for for Audiences who got to see this just on its own—such a powerful study into kind of love over, diff- you know, over time, over different time zones, but also just like how. You think your life is going to turn out, and then how it does, and yeah, beautiful film, absolutely okay. stunning.
1: I've not seen it, so mm. I um, think you'd like it a lot. I wasn't like I was getting Call Me by Your Name vibes from the try for some reason because Ed, like that was the year that everybody oh, loved yeah. that movie, and I was completely looped. No,
0: no, quite different from that. Yeah. Um much more subtle, kind of almost like a Before Sunset sort of vibe. Okay, to it. well, yeah. the,
1: Before Trilogy three of my favorite films of yeah. all the time. So yeah.
0: kind of more occupying that real philosophy on love mm-hmm. and relationships really beautiful i love that we've chosen a film that is so different to what usually gets picked for like oscar bait you know like napoleon i was expecting to be oh, up God. there yeah, you no, know what i mean napoleon like, like we all kind no of hated but... no but we all hated napoleon yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm just saying that you get these I th- big blockbusters yeah i
1: think oppenheimer like yeah i'm almost surprised that complete wasn't complete absence from this poll
0: um i'm loving one. this uh you are listening to primal screen on R with paul anthony nelson and myself flick forward.
1: This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos, and interviews, head to the Triple R website, rrr.org.au.
0: You've been listening to Primal Screen on Triple R with Paul Anthony Nelson and myself, Flick. For tonight was our final show for 2023, and we finished up with the top 10 films and TV shows of the year as voted by the Primal Screen team. As always, you can listen back to tonight's episode on the Triple R website rrr.org.au or subscribe to our podcast. A big, big thank you to everyone who has joined us on the show this year, our guests and reviewers, and to you, dear listener, for tuning in each week.